Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. It's entirely possible that I had children so that I could read to them. Goodnight Moon, The Runaway Bunny, and the whole Harry Potter series. Stories I knew already that I couldn't wait till it was time to share with them. And other stories that came along as they grew up that we discovered together. Extra Yarn, and Wonder, and The Tale of Despero. I was also fortunate enough to be read to when I was a child. My mom read The Secret Garden to me, among others. My third grade teacher read the BFG and the Trumpet of the Swan to us. Among all of these stories, Charlotte's Web ranks near the top of the list. It's one that was read to me. It's one that I then read again on my own, that I've read to my children and that I've listened to a recording of E.B. White himself reading it, which is amazing. He's got this great Boston accent. It's fabulous. Not long ago, I heard Kate DeCamillo, a children's author and author of the aforementioned Tale of Despero, talk about the extraordinary power of Charlotte's Web and why we keep turning to that story and perhaps others like it. She says, My childhood best friend read Charlotte's Web over and over again as a kid. She would read the last page, turn the book over, and begin again. A few years ago, I asked her why. What was it that made you read and reread that book? I asked her, did you think that if you read it again, things would turn out differently, better, that Charlotte wouldn't die? No, she said, it wasn't that. I kept reading it, not because I wanted it to turn out differently or thought that it would turn out differently, but because I knew for a fact that it wasn't going to turn out differently. I knew that a terrible thing was going to happen. And I also knew that it was going to be okay somehow. I thought that I couldn't bear it. But then when I read it again, it was all so beautiful. And I found out that I could bear it. That was what the story told me. That was what I needed to hear, that I could bear it somehow. There are a lot of stories in the Bible that were read to me and some that I still hear in the voice of a man named Cy Hill, who was the deacon at my church growing up. And so his was the voice in particular of the Gospels. I kind of still hear his voice telling me the story of the prodigal family after all this time. This is a story I've read and reread, and maybe you have too. Or possibly today is the very first time you've ever heard it. I don't know. 
it might seem at first blush to be a different story from Charlotte's Web. Both take place on a pig farm. <laughs> and actually, both are about deep love and finding home and everyday miracles. And both are stories worth reading again and again and again because they tell us something we need to hear. These are the stories that tell us what we can bear. Kate DiCamillo explains that E.B. White's story about the spider named Charlotte works because E.B. White loved the world and in loving the world, he told the truth about it. It's sorrow, it's heartbreak, it's devastating beauty. And isn't that as good a description of Jesus as you've ever heard? He loved the world, and he told us the truth. It's sorrow, it's heartbreak, it's devastating beauty. And this prodigal family's story is one of sorrow and heartbreak. Sons hurting their fathers and brothers turning their backs on each other. It's a mother's nightmare. And it's a story of devastating beauty. As fathers run to welcome the sons who left home and embrace the sons who never physically left but are just as far gone. This is a story worth reading and rereading because it's so beautiful. And it tells us what we need to hear. It tells us what we can bear. It tells us the truth about family and mercy and love and hard hearts and forgiveness. Jesus loved the world. He loved the tax collectors and the sinners and the grumbling Pharisees and the scribes. And he told the truth about the world to them and to all of us. He told the truth about how we make bad choices and how we will hurt each other. He told the truth about how we think we can make it on our own. And the truth about how hungry we get. For a good meal, yes. And also hungry for comfort, for the comfort of home. Jesus loved the made-up families and the pig farms because they are just as real as the families that you and I grew up in and the places where we work today. We read these stories over and over again, not because we think they'll turn out differently, but because we find ourselves in them. We find ourselves in these stories and we get a glimpse in them of what we can bear. As another author, this time it's Gregory Maguire, puts it, in reading these tales, you learn you can live through the moonless nights. In today's story, we get a glimpse of something of the mercy that runs through the narrative. You might say we learn to find the stars in those moonless nights, like the father and each of his sons needed to look for. We see the possibility of, of a surprise turn of events when wandering sons are welcomed home and forgiven, and sons who never left but whose hearts had perhaps wandered away 
are also embraced. One of the things that the prodigal story tells us is that there is a version of any story where reconciliation and return, however unlikely they may seem, are indeed possible. So the beautiful, true thing that Jesus might be telling the tax collectors and the sinners and the grumbling Pharisees and the scribes and you and me is that reconciliation and return are possible even for us. Consider what that means to have a story like this one that you've heard enough times to become embedded in your heart that shows you how the return trip can go, how things can turn out better sometimes, how hard hearts can soften. And I wonder what other stories I need to hear. What story you came today that you needed to hear? We need to learn something about reconciliation and return. Maybe something about forgiveness. Or maybe about recklessly heading out into the world and then finding our way back. Might you and I be wondering if lost things can indeed be found? And if anyone is still looking out the window for us? Are you wondering if you can bear letting go of propriety to throw a party for someone you're not supposed to be glad to see, but you are glad to see them? Or if you can bear letting go of a grudge that's been keeping you company on all those moonless nights? Are you ready for a story about a pig farm where people look up, come to themselves, and learn things about themselves, about hunger, about each other, maybe even from spiders and their webs? Mm -hmm. Do you need a reminder that you can live through the moonless nights? Let me tell you a story about a family, or about a coin, or about a wedding banquet, or about a flood a long time ago or a brave queen, or about a betrayal. Maybe you'd like to hear the one about the most surprising plot twist ever. You're going to have to come back on Easter Sunday for that one. <laughs> a little teaser. If it's not a surprise ending to you that the father wraps the son in his best robe because you've heard this one before, if you've got something in common with that young friend who read the same book over and over again, and if you're an Episcopalian and you've spent any time around here, then chances are you are familiar with reading and rereading some of these stories. Take a moment to consider why you and I do that with these parables, with all of the stories of the Bible. That little girl knew, and so do we, that you and I need to imprint these stories on our hearts precisely because the stories aren't going to change on us. It won't turn out differently. The ending stays the same. Sad and beautiful, comforting and hard. And we learn that we can bear it all. That there's still beauty to be found amidst the heartbreak, that we aren't actually alone. 
that someone loves us enough to tell us the truth about the world. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.